0: Are you sheltering in place, isolated, feeling alone?
1: <coughs>
0: well then, you're just like us. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the quarantined hit, it's time for... suck a tash shut in. The Soundcast stimulus package featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And now, here's your host for this episode, Tyson, Tyson Sainer! In.
2: Sainer. In. Saner. In. Saner. In, Saner. In, Saner. In Saner. Saluto, and this is me, Tyson Sainer, your host for this 228th episode of... Oh wait, it's 228 total shows, and of those, this is the 228th. But it's only the 28th episode of the show called Suckertash Shut-In, which it currently is. I alternate hosting duties with original show host and creator Mark Hershon. Last week on show 227, Mark interviewed comedian, author, and podcaster Dylan Brody, whose podcast, called Dylan Brody's Neighbor's Couch Revisited, which he shares with Darren Staley, had both myself and Mark Hershon on as a guest. Episode 227 contains a fascinating conversation, and I urge you to listen to it. Not necessarily now, but soon course that is entirely up to you it's one of the joys of soundcasts or podcasts as some people still refer to them the freedom to listen whenever you want on whatever medium you prefer to listen to your downloaded or streaming content additionally on the subject of dylan brody be sure to check out the corona dialogues and also pre-order his new book coming out relatively painless by clicking on the link on the blog at www.suckitashshow.com or through his own website at dylanbrody.com which is www.dylanbrody.com. This episode, I've got clips for you from the Soundcasts, of course, you realize this means podcast, Cave Crew Radio, and The Mallard Report. I've also got an ad from Henderson's Pants around here somewhere for y'all. And as there are still updates over at www.trumpeter.com, I will be reading a selection, which I have not yet selected. I should point out that both Henderson's Pants and TrumpPoetry.com are not real sponsors. We are, as of my writing this, without an actual paying sponsor. And on the lookout for a real one. Alright, let's get to the show. First up, of course you realize this means podcast, a Looney Tunes discussion. Its description says, Welcome to Looney Land. This is where you'll find fans of Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and the rest of the gang talking about the history of the franchise known as Looney Tunes. In this exploration of wacky wabbits, screwy ducks, and the artistry of all classic Looney Tunes shorts, we will also find ourselves in uncharted territories, where we discover reimaginings of these beloved characters and motion picture appearances you may not know about. This podcast will also give you weekly updates on the Scopely game, Looney Tunes World of Mayhem, including future character releases and features. Come along with us and join in on the conversation. So this clip is from a show from September 10th, 2020 which is called A Frustrated FUD, it's featuring Unstable Gamer. Now, Unstable Gamer is one word, with a capital U on Unstable and a capital G on the word Gamer, and the last E in Gamer is a number three. So the description of the episode says, This week, Unstable Gamer and I dove into the previously unreleased pilot for The Looney Tunes Show, watched a classic elmer fudd and sylvester the cat short in back alley uproar from 1948 and went to space in duck dodgers the fud from 2004 where elmer was mixed with the sci-fi concept of the borg from star trek and maybe modok from the marvel universe clip in question features discussion of back alley uproar
3: let's take a trip back to 1948 with another version of the Looney Tunes, this is the classic era. And we're looking at Elmer Fudd and Sylvester the Cat in Back Alley Uproar. This is a classic cartoon that achieved that status by the comedic wit of Michael Maltese and Ted Pierce working together as the writing team and Frizz Freeling directing. So we have, El- we have Elmer Fudd, who's very tired and trying to get some sleep, while Sylvester, who lives in the alley, starts singing opera tunes and popular songs at the time to just antagonize him.
4: Oh, boy, am I sleepy. I could sweep for a week's twight. <sighs> ah. <clears throat>
3: It just escalates and escalates, and it's so funny. What did you think about the short, and does it bring back some really fun memories?
4: Oh my gosh, it does, especially when you see um, Sylvester just stomping, right? He's got boots on, and he's stomping (laughs) as loud as he can (laughs) down those stairs to get Elmer to come down there. And then when Elmer finally gets down there, he he runs across those tacks at the bottom of the stairs.
3: I love this. Yes, it's a great visual where Sylvester uses boots to antagonize him to go downstairs because that's where the noise is. Yeah. he has greased the stairs, placed tacks at the bottom of the stairs and Elmer just like haphazardly like trips and falls and like has this really crazy stumble, which I'm sure was animated by Virgil Ross, the great, the late great Virgil Ross. And this animation is fantastic. It's hilarious. Anytime yeah. I watch it, I laugh. Mm-hmm. This gag plays out where he goes all the way down with a golf club, sees that Sylvester is there, and then he goes back up through the tacks, up the stairs, tripping and everything again to get his shotgun, and then comes back <laughs> over the tacks and everything. <laughs> and it's just this hilarious visual of, you know, lunacy that the Looney Tunes are known for, and it's just so funny.
4: Yeah, Yeah, and the way they ended it, I thought was pretty awesome, too. You got him singing out there. You got Sylvester singing out there on this trash heap. Some Sunday
1: morning is going to be
5: some Sunday.
4: And then Helmer's like, I'm going to finally stick it to him and put some dynamite behind him, right? Huh? Oh, well. At least now I can get some West relaxation. And then you end it with uh, with him uh, on a cloud of, with wings and a halo, right? Exactly.
3: And Elmer is ascending after blowing himself up with dynamite on accident because he just he barely like nicks the match and it just explodes on him. Yep. And it's you know he finally go he goes I can finally have some West and relaxation. And then Sylvester, you know, life number five comes up, and all of his lives follow, and they're all harmonizing around him.
5: And
4: he just he loses
3: his mind again, and he jumps off the cloud. I guess he was a sailing and floating up to heaven, uh, but he chose to go to hell instead. It's very dark. <laughs> <laughs> so some really fun facts about this short. Are that uh, this is a remake of Friz Freeling's earlier short, uh, Notes to You, where Porky was in Elmer's position and a cat, I believe it was still Sylvester, was antagonizing him. But the, the really fun part about this and all of the shorts that they remade from the 40s or remade from the 30s into the 40s were that they were tasked with colorizing and updating the the storylines and the jokes from that early era and what we got was a new take on what makes this funny what works about this what doesn't work about this and let's rework it
2: you can reach out to them on twitter with links we'll provide on the blog and you can go to their main website which is thismeanspodcast.podbean.com that is t-h-i-s-m-e-a-n s-p-o-d-c-a-s-t dot podbean Next up, Cave Crew Radio from Ken Kennedy One. Its description says Cave Crew Radio, it's a man thing, and that's thing with an A. Now live Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, on www.cavecrewradio.com. Shock talk radio at its best. Join your hosts, Brian Crean, a.k.a. the Big B from Metal Thunder Radio, Choo Choo Stew, from London, England, and Double K, also known as DK, from Double Talk Radio. Find out what really gets talked about in the man cave. Sports, hot topics, films, trending news, beer, and the likes are always on topic. 90 Minutes of Mayhem, guest co-hosts, open studio lines, and an interactive chat room. What's the k crew got cooking this week? Tune in to find out. Fair enough. This clip is from an episode from September 11th. 2020. The episode is a live show which is called Two Whores and Nothing Happened. Not only is this the uh, title of the episode, it's also the entire description. So, the clip I've provided, it's from the beginning of the story that inspired the episode's title.
6: Uh, well, you know, as as normal ha- normally happens with this show, uh, when Choo Choo Stew is on, uh, we come up with some topic and eventually leads into a Choo Choo Stew story. Uh, and he Continually tells us he's told us everything. There's nothing more to tell, and then suddenly there's a new story. Uh, but of course, lately he thinks he's told us already, which is not the case. Uh, so we we were uh, learning about uh, Stu's dad uh, and uh, how into radio he was, and he was on the radio, uh, you know, did some call-ins and whatnot. And uh, I guess uh, I guess it was uh, his mom that. Uh, was listening to a radio station. Uh, they were giving away a trip to Las Vegas. Uh, she called in, and she won the trip, uh, the family trip for four uh, to Las Vegas. Uh, I don't remember how old Stu was at the time. I, don't, I didn't write that down, unfortunately. But that's what led us to today. Uh, that was the cliffhanger. Uh, Choo-choo Stu goes to Vegas, and we have a dog with us.
1: This is Ziggy, by the way. How about Ziggy? The dog's
6: Ziggy's Ziggy. nice and calm. Yeah. He's happy. He, oh look at He's licking you. That's nice. Ziggy's excited to be on the radio. Exactly. And Ziggy can't wait to hear the story exactly. of Choo Stew in Las Vegas.
1: I've I've not only been licked to death by that dog, but it's also bitten me as well. <laughs> yes, <it's laughs> <old fishes> sometimes. <laughs> it was so excited it decided to bite me. But it's a lovely dog. I love that, dog. Anyway, so uh, what happened? How, how did we get to uh, Las Vegas? Is it my turn? Yeah, well, you're the one that I don't yeah. know the story. No, just, yeah, we just So, we, know. so
6: we, we, we're there that your your mom was listening to the radio yeah uh, listening to yeah. a program they were giving away a trip to Las yeah. vegas and she, she called in and won. she
1: knew it was coming up she had the uh because we used to have uh you know like the speed dial and all that you know on the phone right so it was always uh programmed for for that radio station and uh you know my mum was very well prepared for these competitions that were coming up she was you know like a quiz master so uh and it was all a matter about getting the timing right when you ring in you know if you if you're two seconds late, you're not gonna get through, but she got through and she won uh yeah holiday to las Vegas for four people at the uh oh I can't remember the hotel now but uh yeah, she won it for four people accommodation food, and uh I think they gave us about five six hundred dollars spending money as well and this was, now, in this this is, was in
3: you're, 1995
1: you're, you're leaving 1995 big you're leaving from london england so they've they're, they're paying for the flight they're paying for yeah, the, yeah. this is yeah. a big prize Oh, massive prize it's a, like it's a jackpot prize you couldn't really get much better could you really like sure. coming from london you know to uh, to vegas sure so, so, so now an all
6: expense paid trip
1: uh, seven hotel, nights, airfare,
6: yeah. food,
1: everything. Uh, yeah,
6: food, uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, three meals. Well,
1: I, I don't know if it was breakfast, but it was like definitely. Oh, well, maybe it wasn't. I can't remember. I well, think the was food is food so cheap anyway. down there. Yeah, the food was. The, I don't think we really ate much in the hotel anyway. You know. Right. So but, and
6: and how four people was f- trip? Uh, Seven nights. A seven night trip. seven nights. Seven
1: nights. So four people. So your is- your your mum won. Yeah. Who did she choose uh, to go with her? Well, she, she's got four kids, right? So one of them didn't live at home, and I think the rest. Uh, for some reason, my younger brother didn't go, so it was myself and my sister. But we wasn't kids. I I didn't leave. I didn't move out of my home until in my thirties or something. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I, I wouldn't think they would, would Wait a minute. another brother because he's the one that they gave away to another family that they just met on another vacation.
1: Right, yeah, he's he's missing in a cult somewhere right, right. now. Um but you didn't leave home until your 30s and you still had all these adventures that you've told us about. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, so it was decided that I would go, and my younger sister would go. Personally, I had never had any desire to go to the USA whatsoever. And I wasn't really that bothered about going to New York, if I'm honest. uh, Not New York, uh, uh, to Vegas. And I thought, well, shall I go? Yeah, I might as well. Well, I'll just go and see what happens, you know. You can reach out to all of them on
2: Twitter, on their social media. And, of course, you can go to www.cavecrewradio.com which is C-A-V-E-C-R-E-W-R-A-D-I-O dot com.
6: Hello,
0: friends. Bill Haywatt here. Are you disappointed with pants that don't live up to the hype? Are you sick and tired of pants that don't fulfill the promise of their name? Well, the good folks at Henderson's Pants want you to know that they take their craft seriously. Oh, very seriously. And that's why they're proud to introduce their new Henderson's Coveralls. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hold on one second, mister. I've seen coveralls before, that staple of the farming, construction, and automotive repair communities. Well, that's true, friends, but admit it, you harbor a deep disappointment when you find that traditional coveralls don't actually cover all. Oh, not even close. Traditional coveralls annoyingly leave the feet, neck, and cranium completely exposed, which is tantamount to false advertising. Until now. Anderson's has taken the coverall concept to a whole new level. By eliminating the annoying pant holes, sleeves, and neckline, then installing a single zipper that encloses three sides of this rectangular garment, you get a warm, durable fabric that covers your entire body. Truly a coverall for all. Originally designed for disaster relief areas, tsunami prone beaches, and plane crash cleanups, the design of the Henderson's coveralls has nothing to do with rumors of a recent contract that fell through for Henderson's to provide 10,000 body bags to FEMA. That's Henderson's, makers of stuff sacks and ditty bags since 1834. And now back to Sakatash. Take it away, Marco. This episode of Succotash is sponsored in part by Trumpoetry.com, a chronological ode to a fake muse. Enjoy a rhyming spin on the news of the day every day, as well as over 500 archived daily verses thoroughly covering the White House, America, and the world with a sticky caramel coating that's impossible to remove. That's T-R-U-M poetry.com. Everything you need to know in rhyming couplets. Trump poetry.
2: Well, it has been quite a week for uh, Trumppoetry.com. Got a quite a few here for you. Most of them are quite short. Uh, but it's a pretty important time in, in our history, so I'm going to go ahead and read a few of them. So from November 3rd... Oh, and there's another thing. I figured out that the numbers, that number of these, these poems refers to the days left until inauguration. And in this case, um, well, spoilers, Joe Biden is going to be the President of the United States, and Donald Trump is not going to be, as long as our system works the way it was designed to work. (laughs) That should be what happens. So, from November 3rd, Election Day 2020, is number 78. And this one is a haiku lies, threats, obstructions, rights and lives sadly at risk, as we hold our breath. And then from November 4th, number 77. The landslide that we hoped for didn't fall, the numbers once predicted not appearing, that ever-looming outcome we've been fearing, anxiety and tension cast a pall. What is this foreign country we've become, with goals and standards I can't recognize? I've lost the truth I cherished in these lies. Oh, when will this depression turn to numb? Four years to mobilize a strong defense. Tonight we saw the best that we could do. Was not enough to turn the red to blue and wash away the stain of Trump and Pence. Perhaps in sleep a respite from the sorrow. There's still a few more votes to count tomorrow. Just an aside, turns out there was quite a few more than a few. And then I've skipped to... November 6th, 2020, number 75. We witness the great orange beast engage in a falsehood-filled feast with insightful claims and off-the-chart blames while the ballots for Biden increased. See, now, if you're not going to TrumpPoetry.com, you're really missing out on these. I mean, I know I'm reading them on every episode that I host, but there's so many of them, and and all of them are good. Anyway, the final one is from the 8th, which is uh, actually tomorrow. Number 73, Trump's had time for copping a feel, and more time to lie, cheat, and steal. And then time for Joe to say, Don, time to go. It's time for our country to heal. Right? Right. And our final clip on offer tonight, it's from a podcast or soundcast called The Mallard Report from Jim Mallard. In its description, it says, paranormal, alternative, trending, topical, conspiracy. Join host Jim Mallard for the weekly podcast that ventures into the fringe, the unusual, and even current events, and is not afraid to ask the tough questions. An interview-based podcast that features real-time interactions with live listeners. Stripped of rigid traditional show formalities and no fear of controversy, The Mallard Report is sure to feature something for everyone. The clip is from a show from September 15, 2020, and its description says, Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics, or STEM, is one of, if not the fastest-growing field in the last few decades. STEM is a broad term used to group together these academic disciplines. This term is typically used when addressing education, policy, and curriculum choices in schools to improve competitiveness in science and technology development. It has implications for workforce development, national security concerns, and immigration policy. STEM is a major component in the industries of Department of Defense, NASA, legislation, and several others. While this rapidly growing field is seeing more people shift into this lane of study, there's still a very wide gender gap of those in the field. This week on the Mallard Report, Jim welcomes a guest that is blazing quite a trail for others to follow in the STEM field. On this episode, Jim features Priyanka Kamala, podcast host, keynote speaker, and STEM advocate, to discuss what it looks like to be a woman in the STEM field. Uh, At age five, Priyanka gave an impromptu speech about an airplane, which catapulted her into becoming the distinguished speaker she is today. She is the host and producer of the Curry Up Startup podcast to spotlight Asian leaders and inspiring people. Although she had followed the cultural expectation of getting a master's to becoming an engineer and technologist, Priyanka knew she wanted to make a bigger impact. She wanted a seat at the table to help others. So she got her MBA. At the U.S. National Academy of Sciences, Engineering, and Medicine, she serves as a technology leader in digital transformation projects. She is passionate about using technology as an enabler to help scientists communicate effectively to varied audiences and is hosting a podcast at the Academy's hashtag OceanPod featuring eminent scientists from around the globe. Priyanka has been featured on Huffington Post, InPower, Toastmasters International Magazine, and Hello Giggles, and has been invited to speak at ACT-W, or ACT-W, not sure, National Conference in Phoenix, ACT-W Boston Keynote, Women in Tech, DC Summit, Women in Technology, Girls in Technology, INROADS, which is all caps, Yuvishakti Shakti, served as the Vice President of DC Web Women, and was previously on the board of Byte Back Next
7: Generation Council. What made you want to do a podcast to start with? You know, two
5: things, uh, Jim first as a new mom I had this desire in me I was on maternity leave and I was like I need to do something more with my life and you know usually um, I'm someone who just can't stay still Uh, like I just can't sit at home and say like oh I'm a new mom and you know I just gotta chill (laughs) that was just not me so so I decided you know I was thinking of this idea of a podcast because I personally felt there was this vacuum um, in terms of representing Asian stories uh, you know, me personally, I had this. I had this challenge, and I was like, "I'm quite sure everybody else must be facing the same challenge." And I was like, "Okay, let me get started on this." But the background is that, as I mentioned, I love people. You know, I'm always curious about how people's, uh, you know, life journeys shapes up. And you know, anytime I even get on a an Uber or something, you know, I start talking with my, uh, you know, my. Uh, Viewer guy saying like, okay, what got you here? You know, what do you do? And you know things like these. That's that's just my usual style of interaction. So I felt uh, my love for people always stays in there. And to spotlighting Asian was a nice combination. So two of them. And then I felt I could use my sleepless nights as a new mom to really channelize my energy into doing something that would make me feel happy. So that's how it got started. And now we are close to um, thirty-five episodes in a year. And, you know, I'm looking forward to keep that inner drive with me going.
7: I was going to say, you might be the only person I've ever talked to on my show or on their show who answered that question was, I had a baby and I needed to do more. Just <laughs> for further record.
5: What, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I take it as a compliment. And, <laughs> it is. Um... It is
7: because, I mean, I, like I said, I have two older ones, right? And um, those first few months of anything... Of or wanting to do mm-hmm. something more just wasn't there. So, I, I, I there's a special something in you that uh, I, I, you. I am honoring. I'm not slacking that, I'm just saying it, there is something. Oh, right absolutely.
5: There. Oh, so, thank you. <laughs> and you know what? I think motherhood really pushes you into doing something more because I had the same feeling that you know, once you enter a different stage of life, your priorities change, and you know, how do you manage time? But when you love something so dearly you actually find time somehow magically it just happens and uh, you know it's very inspiring for me personally Jim especially during COVID when I'm doing this episode it's like you're speaking with a couple of people for a couple of hours every week and I feel very grateful to get that human connection and you know getting to get a lot of wisdom from these people you know because you know their life journey everybody's life journey is so different and Um, it's just so hard to meet so many people right from across the globe who are willing to give you the time to share their stories so I feel immensely grateful to my guests and people like you who support what I'm doing so thank you so much again
7: Oh, you're welcome and I I appreciate those moments too right just because we cross paths Mm -hmm. right here right now and then and in six months or a year from now I'm going to see your name again and I'm I'm guaranteed to go hit you on Twitter and see what you've been doing like it doesn't matter thank you like you know, like you're you're always going to be a former guest of the show, so there's always going to be a piece of me that's vested in you and seeing what you're doing. So unless you block me,
5: I which, appreciate the jib.
7: which has happened before. But anyways, that's a,
5: <laughs> why am I you know ruining?
7: Why am I ruining
5: this nice moment? <laughs> hey, you're not actually. It, it, you know, I, I'm going to I'm going to remember this moment and then see yeah, I'm a memory maker right so I'm going to remember this moment and you know you got to check on me six months down the lane and see what I'm doing in my life and hopefully I, I live up to what you believe in me.
7: I believe that with your podcast and your drive that um, somebody somewhere someday is going to be like where was she before this and you know there's going to there, I mean you've done some things but I hope that this moment and all the the podcast and all the listeners I have can help you um, not only share your show but help share sham, STEM yeah. and all I mean like this should help people understand how important some of these other things are out in the world with all the negativity going on in the world people are always telling me mm-hmm. they're looking for positive things and here I'm bringing them one so now let's take the positive seed and I'm planting it let's make sure the flower grows and gets seen by everybody Good analogy there. I
5: I know. Hey, you're getting into this (laughs) 10th field. Hey, You seem to have another career, Jim, that you should seriously consider.
2: For all things Mallard Report, you can go to mallard.com, which is spelled M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com. And, of course, you can find the Mallard Report on Twitter, as well as Priyanka Kamala and Jim Mallard himself. And there they went. Those were the clips of this week's show on offer for you. I do hope we were a pleasant way to pass the time. This year has been... interesting. Not in a good way, mind you, but in that may you live in interesting times kind of way. I hope you found the content interesting in a good way. I hope that you seek out the soundcast presented in this episode to listen to more episodes. Or perhaps you will be distracted by a soundcast on your way to find these soundcasts. I'd say it's difficult to predict, but prediction is the easy part. I just have to change the perhaps part to I predict and then, at some point, it becomes true. Like how at some point COVID-19 will go away. That's not inaccurate, ultimately, but it shouldn't be the governing factor of a society's choices about being cautious with the health of themselves or others. Everything, including us, will eventually go away. Some of us would rather not be taken out by a virus that one could have taken more steps to avoid. Well, you probably already know this, or have heard this type of thing before. Unless this is so far in the future that, you know what, I'm exhausted. Election week has been a real stress test. I appreciate your listening. Be decent to each other. Wear a mask when it can mean the difference between life and a homicide through negligence. And while we are hopefully rebuilding the relatively sane society that our children desperately need, if you would like to share this form of entertainment with others, we would appreciate it greater than you can ever know. It's what we mean when we ask you to please pass the succotash.
0: You've been listening to Suckatash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package, with your host Tyson Saner, brought to you by Henderson's Pants, TrumpPoetry.com. and imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on the <laughs> laughable app, and tattooed on your mother's rear end. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at TYSON at suckatashshow.com or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818 921 7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcast directly to us using our direct upload link at hightailcom u suckatash. Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Sainer. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is still Kenny Durgis. And until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please wash your hands and pass the succotash. Goodbye.